Raptor shoot-around. Jim Taddy with you until noon. Leafs lunch with Andy Petrillo follows an extensive Raptors coverage. And, of course, we have the two-hour pregame show tipping off at 7. Dwayne Watson will join me at Scotiabank Arena. And then, of course, the game all live here on TSN 1050. Uh, Tim Bontomps is here. He is the ESPN uh, NBA writer who predicted, one of two out of 21, who predicted a Raptors victory. Tim, welcome in. Which job would you like, mayor, premier of the province, or prime minister? Uh, I'm not sure I'll take any of those. It's probably more of a headache than I'd like to deal with. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, congratulations on the pick. How did you get there? Well, I'm not quite sure what you're congratulating me for, but uh, as far as why I picked the Raptors to win, I think they're a really good team. I think they have the best player in the series, uh, especially with Kevin Durant out. Uh, you know, I think Kawhi has established himself as maybe the best player in the league in these playoffs. Uh, the Raptors, I think, are the best defensive team that Golden State has faced during this run uh, over the past five years. They have, you know, every guy they're going to play uh, is at least a neutral uh, player defensively, and most of them are positive impact players. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, they're, they're going to be a tough challenge. And I just think in the end, Toronto's got enough shooting uh, around Kawhi and enough defensive versatility that, for a Warriors team that is going to be playing some guys that aren't very good, especially because DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant are trying to work themselves back in, I think it's going to be just enough for them to get over the top and win their first title. Uh, what's your best guess on, on Cousins and Durant's involvement in this? Will we see Cousins tonight? Uh, I think we lost him there. Seemed to be a delay in the answer anyway, so it might have been a, a, a connection. And so, Arad, maybe you want to call him back and again he is the nba writer for espn there's a lot of them obviously and they did a poll of 21 of them and uh, only two and he's one of them picked the raptors to win and i kind of liked what he said on, on the first answer uh, you know sometimes you don't know what you have because it's a developing story and everybody understands what the warriors will bring to the table but the raptors going back over the sixers series made adjustments and weathered the storm albeit on a buzzer beater as we are all aware and against the bucks i that that was really impressive uh, you know could have won game one game two not very good and the adjustments were made in the next four games and they all paid off uh, that doesn't happen all the time but but that's something to certainly respect and, and take note of uh, you know I, I think sometimes if you're cynical you might go well what do they have left they should have plenty left there's been a nice break there and, and so maybe you could flip that around i think any analysis you could always turn around and say the warriors are facing something that they haven't seen before as well. Tim is back with us. Tim, sorry, apologize for the technical issues. Uh, but in, in terms of um, the the two injured players for the Warriors, Cousins and Durant, what are your expectations that we'll see from them in this series? I mean, my guess is DeMarcus Cousins is going to play tonight. He's probably going to play 10 to 15 minutes, I would guess, uh, with the second units, probably at the start of the second and fourth quarters. Uh, at least that's what I would do uh, if I was going to play him. I imagine Steve Kerr is going to do the same thing. I mean, I guess there's a chance he could start, but I think that would be a mistake. So um, I think he'll play in those those second units and try to give uh, Golden State some additional scoring punch, which they're probably going to need uh, in this series. And Kevin Durant, I think, is probably going to miss at least the first two games. Could even be beyond that. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Calf strains are tricky. Uh, they're tricky injuries to recover from. They're tricky injuries to to manage once you get back. You can easily re-injure it again. Um, so, I, I mean, I think Durant is going to play, but uh, I'm not sure he's going to have uh, really be able to get get back to being you know the typical Kevin Durant in the series, which is part of why I think Toronto is going to find a way to win. 
Uh, that what the what the Raptors did against the Bucks. Those four straight wins. The adjustments they made. Did that did that factor in? It had to factor in to your prediction. Did it alter your your sort of assessment of the Raptors? No, not really. I, I thought the Raptors would win that series in six games before it started. And um, you know, going back to Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Raptors blew that game. Should have won it, frankly. And um, really, other than Game Two, when. Uh, you know, everybody on the Bucks, you know, couldn't miss, and they kind of ran them out of the gym in Milwaukee. Um, you know, I thought Toronto controlled the play in most of that series. They really, um, you know, they gave up early runs in games five and six, but the last three quarters of those games, they were the better team, and, you know, they, they really controlled most of games three and four. So, um, look, I thought that was a really big accomplishment for Toronto to, to turn that series around and come back from down to low to win, but... Um, it, it didn't materially change my opinion of how good this Raptors team is. They've been one of the best teams in the league all season long, and I, I've always thought from the beginning that uh, they had the team best suited to uh, to play Golden State if they met in a series like this. Is there anything that's underrated about the Raptors for you? I, I just think their overall depth. Um, you know, the bench has been up and down during the playoffs, but you look at their eight-man rotation, the starting five-plus Serge Baca, Fred Van Vliet, and Norman Powell. That's that's eight guys who are quality NBA players who can play uh, and can play it at, at, in the NBA Finals at a level like this. Um, you know, you look at a team even like Golden State, they're trying to play guys like Quinn Cook and Jonas Jerebko and uh, Alfonso McKinney, who was in Toronto last year as the 15th guy. I mean, they, those guys have all improved, but, you know, their depth is not the same as, as Toronto. So, um, you know, I think the defense might be a little underrated just because I don't think people realize quite how good it is. But like I said, it's it's a real it's a real bonus in the NBA to just have quality rotation guys at every spot. And I think you know if you go all the way one through eight through Toronto's rotation, you can say that about them. Uh, what's impressive for me with the Raptors is sort of the uh, the development or evolution of of the players individually and collectively, and, and certainly Pascal Siakam is absolutely off the charts. Uh, how do you see his role in in this final series? Because I, I think it would be slightly different than in the previous rounds. I mean, look, he's going to have to have uh, he's got he's got a lot on his plate. He's got to guard Draymond Green uh, primarily at one end of the court. Uh, he's got to score a lot better than he did in the last couple series. He's got to be uh, willing and able to take and make open shots. He's going to get left open in the corners. He's got to knock down those shots. He can't be afraid to shoot them like he was at times. And he has to get back to relentlessly attacking the basket. I thought he got really, um, I thought he got really stymied at times by the combination of first Joel Embiid and then Brooke Lopez, you know, having their hands up at the rim, you know, just kind of creating a giant wall for him to try to go around. And, you know, Draymond Green is one of the best defensive players of all time, but he's still not. You know the seven-two guy that Brooke and Joel are. So I think he's got to get back to attack the rim more, and he's got to be willing to take those open shots. And then at the other end, he's got to stay out of foul trouble and and not reach on, on a guy like Draymond, who's going to be making his life difficult at it. And uh, if the Warriors have a smaller lineup, and that might be a challenge for the Raptors too, right? It can be though. Toronto, I think, is one of the few teams that's kind of well equipped to play them in that small lineup because Siakam can kind of stick with Draymond, and then they've got you know. Powell and Van Bleed and uh, you know they could bring them in to play different against different teams. You could play Surge as a small ball center. Um, you know you've got Danny Green and Kawhi and Pascal who could kind of rotate on the wings. So I, I think Toronto is actually pretty well suited to um, to, to guard uh, you know Golden State as well as anybody can when they go to that death lineup. But 
Um, that also kind of goes back to one of the things I'm interested to see in the series is how much can Marcus all stay on the court uh, throughout it? Because you know if he can stay out there, his presence is a, is a big part of what Toronto does defensively. And you know, Golden State at times does like to play these centers uh, who aren't very good. And, and every minute that, in my opinion, either Kavon Ludi or Draymond is playing center is a win for uh, you know is a win for Toronto because that's going to allow Mark to have a lot more easier easier matchups and be able to stay on the court for longer. I'd be interested in your take on the coaching matchup. I mean, Nick Nurse has done a lot of things right here, has learned a lot, and has done a lot of adjusting, and it's paid off. But but, but up against a guy who's won before at this level, how do you see that sort of tracking? Yeah, I mean, I think Nick's done a really nice job during the playoffs. He's made nice adjustments throughout the last couple of series, right? I mean, you go back to playing Serge and Mark together in the Philly series, that really started to tip things and. Uh, Toronto's favor, and then you go to the last round, putting Giannis, or putting Kawhi on Giannis, and doing some of the different stuff that Toronto did schematically to change things up. Um, you know, I think I think Nick's done a really good job during these playoffs. But obviously, it certainly helps when you've been there before. Steve's been there a million times as a player and a coach. Um, he knows what it takes to win at the highest level. And you know, it's, look, the Raptors from the coaching staff to the players on down are going to have to be at their A game to win this series, but. I do think they have the the overall capability in, in both those facets of the game to uh, to get the job done and, and to get Toronto a title. I'd be interested in your take also on Kawhi Leonard. I mean, obviously the, the guy has credentials, um, and not to diminish those, but we had that load management story all year, and, and it sort of um, got in the way of understanding how great this guy is, and he has absolutely excelled with the game or the series on the line uh, in the previous rounds. And, and you know, I think people are starting to understand that we have a you know this this guy is a, just a stunning player. What's your take on on what he's done so far? I mean, he's been remarkable during the playoffs. I think the people that, that criticized the Raptors and Kawhi for, uh, you know, managing it through the season are looking pretty stupid now. Um, and I, I think you see that the plan that Toronto had in place and that Kawhi had in place to have his body uh, ready to go for when this playoff run came, uh, you know, I think, I think that plan has been vindicated. He's been able to play any, any number of minutes he's had to. He's taken on every responsibility he's had to. Uh, and not only has he done that, he's done it at the highest level possible. So, like I said, I, I think he might be the best player in the league now. And, you know, if he can, if he can cap this playoff run uh, with a championship, it's going to go down as one of the great individual playoff runs in the history of the sport. So what was your prediction? Did you have games? Was it seven games? Yeah. It's the Raptors in seven. Did yep. you, okay, and, and who else? Who was the other guy who, who picked, or the other writer who picked the Raptors? Uh, this guy named Andre Sellings is an editor on our staff. Okay, so two out of twenty-one, interesting. And I just, you know, it's it's fascinating that that we uh, that you would see it that way. And I'm I'm not going to disagree with you, Tim. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you, Tim Bontemps, uh, ESPN NBA writer. And so two of twenty-one, and he's one of the two, and he gave me the other name. Uh, coming up next, we'll have Leo Routen stop by. I should tell you that tomorrow morning, in the first stop, you can win a pair of tickets to see the Raptors in Game Two of the NBA Finals, courtesy TSN ten fifty. Landsberg and Koliakovo will announce a very important playoff keyword. You'll want to remember it when you're listening to Overdrive later that afternoon. Hayes will give you the cue to call, and if you are the first one through with the correct keyword, you will be headed to the game. That's game two. 
Game one is tonight, and we have extensive coverage. Matt Cause at 1 o'clock, 1 to 4, with his uh, Raptors game day. Uh, and Andy Petrillo's on at uh, noon with Leafs Lunch. Uh, obviously, uh, overdrive 4 to 7, from 7 to 9. Dwayne Watson and me will be at Scotiabank Arena with a pregame. And then, of course, Jack Armstrong, Paul Jones will have the accounts and descriptions of game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, with Golden State visiting the Raptors at Scotiabank Arena, and then the postgame follows in tomorrow morning all over this stuff again with the same lineup. First up, followed by this show, which is Raptors Shootaround, and uh, it's just going to be a fun night, and a really, you know, obviously there, there's a lot of excitement in the city. Step-by-step step is the way I'm going to approach this, and, and so far I'm enjoying uh, what happens before noon on Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Later on, we'll have Leo Routen stop by. He is our TSN Raptors analyst. And, and for those searching for where you can find all this stuff, um, games 1, 3, and 5 on TSN 1050, uh, games 2, 4, and 6 on the television side on TSN. So uh, that's that's where you can find everything. And uh, it's just going to be a great night. And already the line has started, started to form for Jurassic Park. And don't know where it all ends up, but uh, downtown's going to be very, very busy tonight. And, and, you know, one of the treats is is that uh, with the NBA Finals, a lot of the past and, and the NBA family will be honored. And I don't know what is planned or what the NBA... This is an NBA show. It's not a Raptors show. So I don't know who's going to be introduced on, on the scoreboard, the red carpet thing. Uh, but there will be uh, certainly many people that have contributed to the Raptors' success over the last 24 years and NBA stars as well from the NBA family. Uh, Damon Stoudemire was the the original Raptor, and uh, he was talking uh, yesterday about uh, when you play for Toronto, you're a star in two countries. It's one thing to be a star in the United States, but sometimes we take for granted you can be the star in two countries. When you're talking about taxes, man, once you hit a certain threshold, it don't matter. You're going to get taxed anyway. That's just I had a whole nother level of, of popularity over in Canada. It's almost like being an artist. When they have nothing left over here, they always start touring what? overseas and, and, and their popularity is still what? The same as it was in the height of their career. You know, the money's the bread, man. You know, get that money, man, and be the king of Canada, too. <laughs> well said. Uh, so, Damon Stoudemire, I mean, that goes right back to the original days of the franchise, uh, the first year in, holding the draft at what was called Sky Dome then, and Damon Stoudemire was the first Raptors draft pick, and he was booed because they wanted somebody else. Ed O'Bannon was the, the guy everybody thought was going to come to the Raptors, but it was Damon Stoudemire. And certainly at, at any point uh, during the proceedings, depending on where you are in the demographic, certainly the older end will remember the, the humble beginnings, and certainly they were. Uh, and here we are now. Really, it's, it's a fascinating moment for the city, for the franchise, for the country, and for the NBA. And don't underestimate the fact that the NBA final starts in another country, an American league, and, and that's noteworthy. And, you know, you don't know exactly where all this stuff goes, but everybody's talking about worldwide uh, coverage and worldwide events and other markets and developing other revenue streams. This is not uh, the world that was around 25, 30 years ago. This is a much smaller planet. And, and so, you, you know, you can look at that and go, well, we did have two NBA teams in this country at one point. Would the NBA ever revisit that? And are there other markets, other countries around the world that they would explore to host a team? And, and maybe, you know, when you have the NBA finals, the big stage, it's like the Super Bowl going on a road trip, right? I mean, uh, that's fascinating. That generates more revenue. And, and that's what the world seems to be driven on these days is how do we generate more? We have this much coming in. What's the next level? And so this is new level stuff for the NBA. And, and we'll be interested to, to track how it plays out. But again, 
as I said earlier, one moment at a time. We're not even at noon yet on the first day of the NBA Finals in, in a, a different country for the NBA and a different experience for Raptors, players, franchise, and fans. And, and this is really enjoyable stuff. Up next, we'll have Leo Routens join us and you on Raptors Shootaround. TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available in the TSN and iHeartRadio apps.